DJ Playboy. <laughs> What's good, Josh? Your man, DJ Playboy, back with another episode of the Perfect Talk Podcast. And I hate to do no episode without my dog, Keith, but today I got a special guest in the building. It's my guy from way back, man. When I met him, he wasn't even doing music. Now he's international superstar on the music scene, holding it down. My guy, Am Bro. What's going on, brother? Yo, Wagwan Plicka Plicka. Yo, long time, bro, for real. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We, we, I know him as Clint. He know me as Chris. You know what I'm saying? And <laughs> we done came a long way. You know what I mean? But um, very happy to see. Like you know, um, cause what happens with with life? I guess you know. What I mean, you go to school with people. People travel. People grow. And I think we're very blessed to live in an age where we got technology, right? We got um. Facebook, we got Twitter, we got uh, Instagram. So it's not like back in the day, like you kind of could keep up with somebody without necessarily calling them every month, calling them every three months. You kind of could see someone's progress. And when I uh, fell out of touch with Clint, he wasn't even doing music, right? I didn't know you was doing music. I knew you as loving music and you was dancing. You was definitely on the scene holding it down, but I did not know you as a uh, an artist. And when you popped up on the scene making music, I was like, okay, it caught my ear and I had to pay attention to it. Like, so let, just let me know. Just catch me up. How did that transition happen? And honestly, that's how it was, bro. Like, remember, we used to dance at, like, the SUNY Albany events and things like that, battling at parties and stuff. Mm -hmm. I was big into the reggae. So um, it started off with the dance, but because I love the culture so much, I wanted to be a part of it more. Um, Okay. But... You know, I didn't want to be another white cleft, so <laughs> be a Haitian mm. and all. Why? What you mean by that? I, I'm a fan of white cleft. I'm too. a fan of white cleft too, but <laughs> yeah. there, a lot of people in the reggae community didn't give him his respect when he first started uh, doing reggae. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Okay. He had to earn that respect, and I'm sure I have to earn mine's too. But um, mm-hmm. I just wanted to take my time with that sound, so I did hip hop and poetry for a bit. Okay. Now, was it... So, so break that down. So, was it like I wanted to jump, get into reggae, but maybe let me get my foot into it through the uh, through the rap and poetry scene? Because something I noticed, right? Like, I'll hear people call it radio shows, and they'll say, let me rap, right? And as they start rapping, someone let them get four bars in, ah, whack, corny, da-da-da. But then I notice somebody be like, yo, let me do poetry. They let them rock, <laughs> right? They let them finish. It's like, it's like, yo, let the art flow, you know what I'm saying? Let it go. And if for some reason for hip hop, if you don't knock them down in the first three seconds, maybe they, 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 they turn it away. So did you see maybe entering through those ven- ven- ventures as opposed to going, jumping straight into reggae as your entry into the scene or was it you just felt more comfortable doing those art forms? I think if I was trying to shake the bugs of standing in front of people and performing. Okay. And I feel like um, hip hop was a great entrance to that since I was already doing poetry. I was doing like poetry shows out in Massachusetts. Um, and after a while, and I sat down with like some people and tried to figure out my sound. And I mean, I love hip hop. We grew up on hip hop. You know what I'm saying? Like uh, the biggies, the, the Pox, J. Cole now, Kendrick, all of them. But um, I feel like I couldn't express myself fully through hip hop because it's so competitive. Mm-hmm. You, you, you kind of stray from expressing yourself to competing with these other musicians who's trying to make it too. I like that. I like that outlook. Yeah. It also something I'll say about hip hop and as being a fan of hip hop from the early earlies, um it's a limit not it's a limited art form, but it's self-inflicted limitedness. You know what I'm saying? No nobody else is limiting the art form other than the people that consume it and make it. You know what I'm saying? And you see it with trends. You see it with like, oh, well, drill music's working now. Let me drop a drill record. Like, but did you really care about making drill records? Is that, you know what I'm saying, what you really want to be known for? Or is it, as I see it from maybe, I guess maybe an overall view from the outside looking in, it's like, it's not even about expressing your art. It's about getting the exposure. And so people are doing things, in, in, you know what I'm saying, to, to take away from their art to just get those looks, and um, which I get. I'll get 100%. What's the point of making it? You make it something for people to consume, right? So you want to get as many eyes on it, but at what cost? You think about it. It's it's what who we allow to be successful in making music. So mm-hmm. if we allow the people who's talking about the same stuff to be successful, like, like I love the baby, but come on. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. his message is pretty violent. So it's like okay. it carries on that trend from like when hip hop started. You know, our, our experiences 
in our neighborhoods is violent and that's our expression um these days it's not it's not always that you know there's other point of views in the hood like i don't know if you heard my song came from it's like i was a nerd who wanted to watch tv but i was in the hood where they were shooting and robbing and all this craziness so it's uh it's it's always going to be perpetuated in in hip hop because that's what sells you got you got the the bar on there where you say um never really been hood but 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 came out the hood yeah i might be be messing that up but um i like that because what i saw growing up a lot this is crazy because we never had this is crazy for me perfect talk family because me and clint been peoples and never really talked music so this is awesome that (laughs) we get to have this like conversation right now but um something that i saw when we were actually in college i think kanye such a renaissance man and he brought such a change to the music that he's the beginning of a lot of people starting to be themselves like they felt exactly what you expressed in that song never really been hood but i came out the hood so now you got people faking it you know what i'm saying and you wasn't hanging with them dudes on the corner you're rapping their story actually you know what i'm saying and so i think what kanye brought in that i'm not afraid to be different it's like i don't care if you make fun of what i'm wearing i don't care if you i'm i me being different is actually my superpower and I think a lot of people uh, started to embrace that after him and maybe just more. And it, it sucks where Kanye's at, I guess, in the culture right now. People look at him as kind of like a caricature or a meme. Um, but it's like he really brought in that much change, you know what I'm saying, where it was like be yourself. Rock whatever clothes you want to wear. Do what you think is cool, not what somebody else thinks cool was, was going to get somebody else's attention, man. So, yeah, but yeah, fill in the gas for me some more. So um, you moved out. When did you, you move out to Arizona? Um, I moved out to Arizona, I think, uh, 2017. Okay, but that wasn't in the pursuit of music. That was just like your life had took a change and you needed something new. I needed something new so badly. Mm-hmm. I needed to leave the East Coast. And, like, I ain't ducking okay. nobody. I ain't hiding or whatever, but... Not no more. They see you right here. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Life's good now. It was. It's like it's over now. <laughs> But um, it was a bad relationship, bro. Yeah, it was a bad relationship. Um, I had just got re-enrolled in school. Um, uh, and so I was with this girl and we were living together. And I guess there was, she was very jealous and it was okay. very toxic. So I decided to separate, but we were living together. Okay. So that's hard. I did that a few times in my life. I've done that. Bro, that's it was crazy. scary as hell, bro. Yeah. It takes it takes a level a, a high level of maturity to do that, man. Yeah, but it, it doesn't work if it's only on one side, you know. What I'm <laughs> 100%. So this girl was like climbing through the neighbor's fire escape, coming through the window, just doing crazy stuff. So one day, um I was out like after like I was out at work and she snuck into the crib and lit everything on fire, bro. Like mm. everything. She torched everything. Um this is out in uh Massachusetts, of course. This is out in um Lynn Mass. Um and you know, I, I was like, damn, I was rendered homeless, you know? Like mm-hmm. I, I I didn't have no other options. Like um my family was struggling trying to get themselves right, so I couldn't really lean on it. And I want you to pause right there, too, because it's something that we actually spoke about in the past couple of episodes on Perfect Talk. Um, you see Johnny Depp versus Amber Heard. You've seen um, Rob Kardashian versus uh, Black China. You've even seen Danny Levy did a recent interview with uh, Angie Martinez talking on her side of the altercation she had when the baby actually had her arrested. And I'm not I'm not sitting here trying to say, yo, there's a, there's a, there's a population of men out there that want to catch women lying or want to catch women being abusers or want to, I'm not part of that, but I, I myself went through a toxic relationship and something that we don't touch on enough is when you're on the side of it as men that, that you just expressed that you're on, it doesn't get enough shine. It doesn't get enough. Like we, sometimes we feel like our hands are uh, handcuffed. Our hands usually are tied. It's usually are tied because you don't want to look soft. uh Yeah, exactly. Like there's a. There's, there's a perpetuation of a, 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 a character upon you that it's like, yo, you're soft or you, you puss or you calling the cops. And it's like, bro, if I didn't call the cops, she'd end up calling them on me. Which or, is what happened, bro. You know? And it was crazy, bro. It was ridiculous. And I'm like, um, I wasn't even here. She burned down my crib. What's the question about? Like, yeah. yeah, but it's, it's still like, and you, and you feel the energies even against you when you uh, approach a situation like that. So I 100% understand. So you, you said you headed west. Headed west. Um, but before I head west, I met my shorty um, okay. out there. And I just told her, I was like, yo, honestly, I got to make a change. I was either going to move to Cali 
Miami, and then she brought up Arizona. And I was like, I don't know nothing about Arizona, but let's check it out. It's always sunny. Rented a car, drove out there, and bro, we were broke because we both got fired. <laughs> so we were both on unemployment and we had no money. We just drove out there and stayed at a hotel for like a month. And I just had to make it happen. You know what I'm saying? I performed my first time within that month out there. They were they okay. took to me in Arizona. Okay. That I love stories like that, man. I always see... I, I, I was younger and I'd hear a lot of stories like that. And I was like, is it... Because I hear a common thread of people be like, yo, I just picked up with nothing and made it made it happen. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, it, are, are those people... Is, is, do they have the character in them before that happens that they move... And then they make it happen, or is it that they just put their back against the wall and it brought the greatness out of them? You know what I'm saying? And I don't know which which one you could tell me. Like maybe you knew, like yo, wherever I go, it's gonna happen because I'm gonna make it. Or it was like yo, I had to necessarily be there, zero money in my pocket, staying in a hotel, no other options. This is what I got to do. So I didn't necessarily put my back against the wall, and that's what pushed me. I had no choice. The wall fell on my back, mm. so I could sink or I could survive, and. Mm. I like even from college from SUNY bro I always felt like I was meant for more so I always kept that that drive so even when I had obstacles and I didn't know how to get out of it it was like damn I'm meant for more and I always moved that way so it was like if I'm meant for more I can't be sitting around doing nothing if I'm meant for more I need to put energy into things that I want to do and I want to be recognized for so that's what I did I went to work I saved I got an apartment the next month like I was building I, and I, I refuse to get back to where I was back in uh on the east coast I like that I like that I like that we're gonna get back to your story in a little bit um like I said I want to I want to I think I spoke to you off air about this I want to interview you but I also want to keep it like a traditional perfect talk episode and get some of your your opinions on just topics going on in the news so uh first thing I got to bring up that I seen this week that caught my attention was uh young thug and gunner man got picked up uh, Rico charges, um, and it hurt because I I like their music a lot. Young Thug was one of the artists when I first heard his music. I was like, "What the hell is this?" Was his voice is crazy? He's talking crazy, and it's over the years I've seen him grow into like a dope artist. And and, and then the fact that he had an influence like like the little babies that's out and and and, and Gunna on that generation. You know what I'm saying? To the point that um you know Gunna signed under his label, and Gunna's just dropping hit after hit after hit. He's hopping on other people's records, so it it kind of hurt a little bit that they got picked up, you know what I'm saying? Um, and just to give people some details on it, um, basically it's like a RICO charge. Um, they got Young young Thug locked up on participation, of, um, sorry, on charges of participation in street gang activity, conspiring to violate the RICO Act, and also picked up seven additional charges when they, when they raided his home. Um, they found possession of marijuana with intent to distribute, possession of a controlled substance with intent to distribute, possession of a firearm, um, possession of a sort of shotgun, sort of rifle, machine gun, dangerous weapon, a silencer, and three counts of being a person employed or associated with a criminal street gang to conduct or participate in criminal gang activity through the commission of a crime. Yeah. That's, That's crazy. crazy. That's it's, crazy. It's, it's, and then I think it's even crazier because they picked up Gunner, or, or I should say Gunner turned himself in, and I don't even know if Gunner got anything to do with the street shit that, that they trying to tie uh, Young Thug to. But I think just as his artist, and I guess maybe they just got certain lyrics, certain songs he's on, he's tied in. That's that's a lot, bro. Like, getting a conspiracy charge like that, that's a lot of pressure. Um, I even, like, like I, I grew up loving Young Thug, too. You know what I'm saying? Like, he was one of my, the artists that influenced me because he didn't care to switch it up. You know, he was himself the whole time. Um, but I don't really get into that um, media too much. Honestly, what you put out there is what you get. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's so I read a a, a tweet a tweet from um, Ice T, and he cleared it up. It's really easy to convince the listeners that you're gangster, but it's very difficult to convince the feds that you're not. And I was like, yeah, that sums it up right there, bro. Like, you, you got you got into music to change your life. Change your life. And now he has to deal with the repercussions of his, his actions. Like, It's catchy, too. You saw Takashi have to go through this. Like, and I mentioned it before, it's, it's the exposure thing, right? <clears throat> Excuse me. 
So what's the easiest way to get exposure? Like, what are we doing right now? We we doing a Zoom um interview. My audience gonna get introduced to you. Your audience gets introduced to me. So we collaborate. We're bringing it together. A lot of people want to take the fast route. They want to be like, let me stand next to this dude. Let me just do that. I, you know, instead of reaching out, making connections. And I'm not gonna lie, it sucks. It's hard, right? It's a grind. I see the, you know, what I'm saying numbers aren't exactly where I want them to be. Then I had to push a little bit more, get them up. And it, you know what I'm saying? So it's a slow grind, a slow growth to get where you want to go. As opposed to if I'm sure if I just stood next to somebody else that I knew that was doing a, a famous podcast or, or somebody else is getting some shine, that would give me the plug right away. Um, so I get the attraction or even in, in, in music, you might need the protection, right? You might need the strength in numbers. I got to go to this club. I got to go to this bar. I experienced that as a DJ. You don't want to roll solo dolo. You got to bring, you know what I'm saying? Some muscle with you. And at the end of the day, they got to get paid too. They got to eat too in, in some way, shape or form. And if you ain't got the, the resources that could turn on you. So you got to keep them happy as well. So it's really what you surround yourself with. Like, like I said, I, my grind might be a little bit slower, but I'm solo dolo. And at the end of the day, when I hit the top, I ain't got to break nobody off for, yo, thank you for getting me here. Thank you for getting me there. It's, it's, that could come from the bottom of my heart. It ain't no, like you could hold nothing over my head type of things. And, and a lot of these guys are in situations. I'm not saying particularly young thug and gunner, but they're in this situation where they still tied to this because it helped them get that elevation. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. That, that lifestyle pushed them to their success or helped them get mm -hmm. to their success or, Honestly, they use that branding to help them get to their success. So, I mean, it's not, it's, it, you know, they're partially to blame. It's like, you can't, it's not just the lifestyle, it's them. They was like, all right, this lifestyle is going to get me famous. Like you were just saying, like, it's, 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 it just sucks, bro. I hate seeing black men, period. Like you made it, you, you, you're successful and now look at you. You know what I'm saying? He's in solitaire fighting to get regular accommodations in prison. Like, yeah, like I feel, I feel for Young Thug, and I don't know what Gunner's going through. He turned himself in, so obviously he feels like they were gonna come after him anyways. Yeah. Well, he knew. Yeah, he knew what it was. He knew what time it was. They already probably contacted his lawyers. Um, and it hurts too. Like, yeah, kind of. I think the last time it hit me hard, maybe just because of the age I am now. Uh, was Young Dolph. When I saw Young Dolph get killed, I'm like, bro, what what is the what are we trying to do every day by trying to advance and trying to get out? If they just gonna like you still gonna get hit like that, broad daylight street, you know what I'm saying? Like, you you worth millions of dollars. What is the what are we even doing? Or even like, homie that got shot in his Lambo a couple years back. Um, I think he was in his driveway. Who was that artist? Um, the young cat. Was it Troy Ave? Maybe uh, um, Oh man, I forgot about Troy Ave too. It's like. It's, there's a lot of them we're losing a lot and it's you, we gotta change the narrative as far as music um like whatever we gotta change what's trending I like that I like that cause as a DJ I get I get guilt sometimes I, I really and maybe cause I'm a, I'm a parent now and my daughter she's she's listening to Kids Bop so which is they take the adult songs they have the kids perform them same songs though so she, it's kinda like a, a, a entry way into you know urban radio or, or contemporary radio or, or top 40 radio, whatever their style may be that they're into. And I get, as I'm listening to certain music, like, and, and not to pick on the city girls, cause I'm a fan of the city girls. I love their music, but I'm like, what, what, what part am I playing to perpetuate the culture by playing this song? You know what I'm saying? Like if I'm, if I'm going to listen to her lyrics and be like, yo, that's some whole shit. Or, you know what I'm saying? That's, that's kind of slutty. Right. And I'm going to have those judgments on it. Or, or even be like, yeah, that's what I like. That's what I'm looking for. What what part am I playing by, by perpetuating that to the culture? And I haven't reached a point where I'm like, nah, I'm not playing certain lyrics. Or nah, I'm not doing it. Because I'm like, it's not really my job to um to raise your children. You know what I'm saying? You should censor your children from what you don't think your children should hear. And if you don't think you should be hearing it, then you decide not to listen to it. Right? I'm just kind of like, I'm expressing myself the music but i'm not gonna sit here and act like those thoughts don't hit me where certain artists are talking about all they do is get high or what they get high on or you know girls are talking about i don't get a job i i fuck for money you know what i'm saying but like but not even in a bad way like that's like like that's cool you know what i'm saying like i, I do struggle with that and not maybe that's me getting older or maybe that's just me and i guess i balance that out too by this right like i have a podcast where i'm like yeah okay i could play a song for you for three three minutes 
It's not a representation of me. It's not my beliefs. But then you can also, if you really want to know how I feel, come check out my podcast. You feel me? Come check out how, how I feel on certain issues. And then, then you could, I guess, hold me to a higher esteem because it came out of my mouth. See, all right, I'm going to play devil's advocate because I'm going to say... I know I just predicament. said a lot, my fault. I know I just do a lot at you just now, my fault. I know you're good, and, I, and uh, I'm just going to play devil's advocate because I've... I'm in the same seat because I listen to a lot of this music. I be dancing around here and it's in my playlist everywhere. Music that perpetuates the shit that we want to change. Now, it's not our job to raise children. But at what point do we decide that that it's our job to make change? So it's like, you want things to change, but... I know it's like I, I'm nobody, so it's like who am I to make the change? But it, it don't wait for someone else to do it. No, no. Here's why I'll give you pushback. Taylor Swift doesn't get held to that that regard, right? Taylor Swift's not like you're ruining young white girls because you're making songs about being broken up with, right? Aerosmith isn't being held to that regard. So why can't we as hip hop be like? We're going to pull the audience in with entertainment. We're going to give you Terminator 2. We're going to give you Goodfellas in musical form, right? We're going to give you entertainment that you should know this is WWE. And if you're not mature enough, go talk to somebody who put you on the game that this is uh, this is sports entertainment, so to speak, right? But now let's pull them in. And now, okay, I got your attention. Let me write a book. Let me do a a, a, a a book give back, right? I'm giving out book bags to kids in the hood. I'm giving out turkeys to people in the hood. Like, because y'all didn't care about me before I started rapping about this, right? If I was just a dude that was talking positive, positive stuff on the corner, you'd probably think I was crazy. <laughs> you'd probably be like, yo, give him a quarter, give him a dollar, something else, move right past him. But if I could pull you in, be like, oh, I got you dancing in the clubs to my music. Oh, I got you rocking to the culture. Oh, I, I, I fuck with this podcast. Now I actually can make, maybe make some real change that doesn't have to come through the form of entertainment. And when I say you, sh- I know it sounds callous to be like, we shouldn't be raising the children, but parents need to be raising their children. You know what I'm saying? Parents need to be, um, doing what they need to do to, to get their children up to the right, the right point. Yeah, that's a good point. And I guess it's not your responsibility. It's if you feel like there's a problem with music and it's the music that you're playing, then it's in, you know what I'm saying? Then you're perpetuating the issue. But yeah, you yeah, as Plicker, like as Playboy, it, you love, you're a lover of music. You're a connoisseur of music. So you just absorb music. I don't, I mean, I don't know your personal views as far as like, you know, certain artists, it's too much violence or too much, you know, vulgar shit in music. I don't know your personal opinions on that, but I know you love music. Like, I know people still listen to freaking R. Kelly. Yeah, I don't, but I know people do. And that's where it comes from. It's like, so yeah, I like that you brought that up. So I guess... Where I, where I should say I, I got I, I struggle with it. It's like I still listen to the music. So if, if if it reached that point where I didn't listen to City Girls, then I would feel like a phony to play it. You know what I'm saying? I could play it because I still listen to it. If if it really bothered me that much, if I was like, yo, like like Rick Ross had that lyric a couple years back, uh, put Molly all in a drink and she ain't even know it. Took her home and enjoyed that. I was like, yo, you went too far, bro. It, it was it was probably sounded real dope in the studio and expressed to everybody, but you got to know the influence you got on the culture and you. A dope line don't necessarily have to be put in every song. I can't perpetuate that. I can't rock with that. And you just brought up R. Kelly. I love R. Kelly's music like, growing up. And and I, I I put blinders on at a point. Like, I think a lot of people did because we enjoyed his music so much. So, but now knowing what we know and knowing that in some way, shape, or form, he could profit off of me streaming Remix to Ignition that's going to make me feel good for three minutes... I'd rather not. And I, I, mean, I even heard something like he don't even own his masters at this point because he's he might have sold it away or just for his legal fees or whatever the case may be. I still don't feel comfortable. You know what I mean? His shit slaps. He's a this, like two things could be true. Like you could be the worst person in the world, Adolf Hitler, but you could be a genius in some ways, right? You could be the worst president we ever had, Donald Trump, but you could be a marketing genius that got yourself to that platform. You know what I'm saying? So don't mean we can't take things. R. Kelly's a pedophile and a nasty motherfucker, but he's also a musical genius. Let's not sit here and try to take that away from the history books and what it is. Like, whatever he was doing when he wasn't playing the piano, we can sit here and judge it for that. But when that motherfucker got on the keys, we ain't gonna sit here in front like he didn't do what he did. You know what I'm saying? He, he rocked out. <laughs> so I think, and it comes down to, I think I, I reached that point maybe in the, in the Chris Brown um I guess era of it, it was like, yo, I don't, I don't condone what Chris Brown did, 
but it's kind of like you know we 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 held him on the cross, we crucified him. He's he's making music. When I'm just gonna bring it up every time I hear a Chris Brown song, you know what I'm saying? It's just like so. I guess we do pick and choose exactly what we want to do. We do it with Michael Jackson, you know what I mean? We do it with 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 certain things. We did it with Rick Ross. Oh, he might have been a correction officer, but this shit slaps. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like wait to the if the shit didn't slap, I, I'm sure we'd be clowning him a little harder. But the shit slaps, so it was like, all right, maybe say what you, I don't know his life story, and I'm not going that deep into it. So the I'm, image, I'm here to play. He so the image, yeah. exactly. Um, now, nah, but but also, but I like that we that we was able to talk about that. Also, and it's, it, but it is depressing, man. The rappers, I guess, get to the art, right? Like it sucks, and I know you feel like. The money might not be there right away, so you got to do what you got to do in the street. Fetty Wap just got himself in some trouble a couple months ago, drug trafficking and stuff like that. But if you got the talent, it'll pay off. It might not be as fast as you want it to be, but it'll pay off. You just got to shed that circle, you know what I'm saying? Shed off them bad vibes, shed off this, whatever it is, because you don't want to have nothing that somebody can hold over you and pull you down with. Real, real talk, real talk. I like that. So, um, and I, I had a chance to check out your EP. I didn't get it to like really get into it as much as I... um. I did, but you got a title. What's the title of the EP? Uh, Bro Ting. Bro Ting, okay. And I like it's four. It's those four tracks um, that you sent me in the in the in the file. Yeah, I like that. And I it is now. Did you did you want to go the EP route? Because I got a theory that people consume things in real small chunks nowadays. Like I like to cut my shows up into sections. I like to even make section like a compilation of certain elements from certain shows. Cause I like people don't always got the hour. But they do got the 10 minutes of, like, you know what I'm saying? Digging into something. Now, is that the approach that you kind of wanted to go with the EP route? Or is it kind of... Kind of. It's a mix. It's a combination. So, I know that people consume content. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like a minute, two minutes with the, you know, social media and all that. And, but also, the thing is, like, I've been performing a lot out here in Arizona. And the people that's been speaking to me and that's been taken to me are asking for more reggae. And, you know, and I was developing more hip hop, more sounds, again, getting lost in the competitiveness. <laughs> and um, so I was just like, you know what? Let me just lean into this. I can truly express myself through reggae. I I am an artist and I want to show people that. So, like, I have four different reggae sounds on there. You know what I'm saying? So I love it. I, I, and um, I, I got through three of the tracks and then we had to start recording. I didn't want to be late. But, um... I just want to say something. I, I think your hip hop, and I, I love the, the reggae stuff, but I think your hip hop is dope too. And I think it's actually kind of fire that you have that versatility as an artist. Um, I was listening to, let me see the four tracks I was bumping to. Came from, I bumped to Bagman, I bumped to Multi, and there was another one. Where you was, I think he was on another brother's track. It was called Bird Juice. Um, but but even with the three tracks of, of your of your own, like you spit, bro, and it's it's. It, I I don't don't I don't think you should feel like. One is greater than the other, or one is better than the other. You know what I'm saying? It is what you make it. Like, don't feel like, oh, yo, if I rap, I got to rap negativity. Like, keep the same positivity you keep it in the vibes and everything else. But I, I, I do see a level of talent there that I, you know, I hear a lot of music and I, there's something there on the hip hop thing. And then I think a lot of people appreciate the versatility. Like, do you ever get that? Like, maybe you come out at a show and they want the reggae. So then you don't perform your hip-hop stuff or, or or do they feel weird when you do the other stuff? You feel like you got to conform to whichever show you get on? Most of the times I'm locked in because of the reggae. Okay. You, you know, and I always start off with the hip-hop or I let them know what to expect into into that set or whatever the case may be. But it all depends. If I recently dropped hip-hop, that's what I'm going to give you. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what you want because I need to express myself. Like, I love I- you for listening, but it's about me giving to you. Mm-hmm. I, and that's what the track multi I think stood out. Like multi can mean a lot of things. That's the meaning I got from it. But I took it as multi talented. Like because there's even a part on it where it, it, it kind of you got a reggae vibe on it. Then you got like a little hip hop vibe on it. But then I'm like I'm gonna still keep it. You know what I'm saying? I'm like oh he about to spell. okay, but he's still okay, okay. <laughs> like I ain't know where he was going with it. <laughs> it's like multi flow, like, multicultural, multi talent. Yeah. Stay with that, please, bro. Because like I said, like uh, and and me like. Uh, I, I get that as a DJ sometimes. Like, I'm from East Flatbush, Brooklyn. Like, it's, it might as well call it Little Jamaica, Little West Indies. Cause, so it was like, to not be a, a hip-hop... To, uh, you got the, I couldn't help it. I went to sleep with block parties blasting, you know what I'm saying, reggae music. So I was in that regardless to the point where I, I put my attention towards hip-hop, but I was still able to play the records just off of memory. I just knew that from trying to go to sleep at night and it was playing too loud. You know what I'm saying? But my love was always towards hip-hop. And I, always, I'm not gonna lie. There were years when I played reggae music when I wasn't even a big fan of it like that. You know what I'm saying? And I'm grateful for it because 
it gave me the the versatility that I still have to this day. Like I play a lot of EDM now, but I don't think if if I didn't step out of my comfort zone, um, I probably wouldn't play that now. But one thing I will say is like, I also felt com- uh, like pressured, right? And maybe that's because where the money was at, there was reggae parties and that, that, that. But I felt like yo, play you have to play this. You have to, you know what I'm saying? You have to have this versatility. Whereas now I'm like. I play what I want. You know what I'm saying? I'll, I'll give y'all, me and show, we'll do our radio show and you might get half hip hop, you might get half EDM, I might throw some, some soca, you know what I'm saying? Like, I got, you know, like, I, just, I try to mix it up to play what I want because I don't like boxes. I don't like being put in a box. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, I like that. Because yeah. honestly, being a DJ is a form of art also and you got to be able to express yourself on that. Mm-hmm. So, I like that. Not, so that's that's why I respect so much what you do. Um, We're going to take a quick break, you know what I mean? And, and, and pay some bills real quick. And then, you know what I mean? We're going to get right, right back into it, my man, Ambro. And, of course, we got um one of my favorite segments coming up on the way. Have you heard? So make sure you stay tuned. It's Perfect Talk Podcast, baby. What's good, y'all? It's your man, DJ Playboy in the building. Yours truly, DJ Show. We here with Money Talks Radio. And in case you don't know what that is, I'm going to let you know, man. That is two hours commercial-free, clean music, man. It's Play around your kids, play around your boys. You know how it's going down because it's nothing but good music from your man Playboy Show. Hour one, we're going to hit y'all with a little bit of programming, tell y'all what's going on in the world's current events, as well as all the hot songs going on. And hour two, what we got for the oh show. Oh my God, we take it all the way up, man. Nothing but straight vibes, no stopping, nothing, man. You want to take it to the club, you want to take it to the party, you want to take it to the function, we got you, man. An hour with that Money Talks mix. Yep, yep. Find us on SoundCloud. Find us on iHeartRadio. Find us on Google Podcasts. Of course, you can find us on Apple Podcasts. They got everything up on there, man. And uh, <laughs> leave a rating, leave a review. But, but what should they search when they looking for us, too, show? When you search for us, you got to search Money Talks Radio and then parentheses WMTE Worldwide. All right, y'all, man, we, we back at it. Still here with my man, Ambro, just talking about, you know what I mean, where life has taken us, where we at right now, and just everything going on in the world. So um, I want to get into a little, just a, a segment that I like to call, Have You Heard? What I basically do is I take headlines that I hear and I bring them to the, the Perfect Talk podcast to see if something maybe you've heard, and even if you didn't hear it, just to hear your opinions on it right now. All right, so first thing we got up. Let me check the notes, check the notes, check the notes. Man, your boy. Ch- hmm. You know what actually I want to get before we get to have that? I wanna, I've been asking a lot of people that have been on the show. I talked to Keith about it. I spoke to my homegirl, A.O. Nisha, about it, and I kind of want to get your opinion. Especially as a man, it looks like a lot of states are trying to ban abortion. And even the Supreme Court is looking to do it on a federal level. Um, I'm not sure exactly how to get down in Arizona where they stand on that type of thing. Um, you might know better than I do. But just personally, um, in 2022, how do you just feel as a man like watching women kind of get their right to choose being taken away from them? You pretty much said it. <laughs> I see it as you're taking away human rights from people like it has nothing to do with what i mean it has everything to do with women but you're taking rights away from people that's gonna cause a problem that's like we're going backwards mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying like if you know i i understand i can't even say i understand like it's their body let them figure out what they want to do with it like that's pretty much my take it gets even like like murkier when they they start saying like, right, well, there's no exceptions for rape or incest or anything like that. It just kind of feels like it's a power play, just so that they could tell women kind of what to do. And I'm not a man that's built like that. Like my success in life, my happiness in life, isn't built off of being able to tell women what they can and can't do. And I have a daughter, but I also got a mother and a sister, and I know that me, what I want, and my desires isn't necessarily. It shouldn't it even make a difference on what they decide to do. It's their bodies. I can't tell them what to do with it. Like, like Pac said, man can't make one. He has no right to tell a woman when and where to create one. So it's like, we, and, and I'll be honest with you, I'm not a fan of abortion. I'm not like out here to, I'm not the type of person that would go out and just have multiple abortions or things like that. But I'm also pro-choice. I'm not going to tell nobody what to do because you're not going to tell me what I could do. 
with my body. And I, I mean, I know they're trying to like fix what they think it, it is an issue. Honestly, it sounds like some white man trying to gain back power. Mm-hmm. No bullshit. But it's, it's it's maybe it can be regulated better. So women ain't just fucking like, oh, I slipped up. Let me go. Let me go get rid of this real quick uh, because I'm not, my life is not ready for it. Maybe we can find a way to con- to promote uh, other healthier decision, healthier ways to handle situ- that situation. You know what I'm saying? Like it's more family break- planning, more like understand. I think Young Thug said it actually before he got himself in trouble. Basically, he's like, "Yo, you got these people out here, y'all making kids that y'all can't afford. So now these kids is out here robbing, stealing, doing all types of shit." And now it's my problem. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you can't afford the kids, don't have them. And it, I wish it was as simple as that, but it comes down to really, if that could be the mentality and that could be, if you can't afford them, why are you having them? You know what I'm saying? Like, type of thing. But it also comes from bigger issues than that. Like, I can say that to somebody, but if they got generations showing them the opposite, it, that's a hard thing to turn around. And, 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 and information, too. Like, okay, mm-hmm. one thing, I mean, may, maybe not everybody agrees to it, but there are options for young men who... It's just, you know, want to live life and not have kids to do that. And then, so like the, um, the snip, the snip, snip joint. Vasectomy, Vasectomy, like maybe giving that knowledge out there to young men. So they're just not out there smashing everything, having babies and then bouncing. Because as a young man, you don't feel tied to that responsibility. Because so you're saying like a man who knows he doesn't want to have kids in general, but he knows he still wants to put that knowledge out there. Like I learned about vasectomies a year ago. Yeah. Oh, really? Okay. (laughs) Yeah. And then a lot of people might know about it, but night. All right. Well, that's gonna be too expensive. Like a lot of things you don't know until you look into it and do your research on it. Yeah. And make it affordable. Like, I mean, we're overpopulated. We're getting overpopulated. So putting a ban on abortion is not gonna help that. Taking away women's rights is not going to help that. Find other ways to fix our issues. Like, there's, there's so And that's a dope thing you brought up, because even with the vasectomy thing, someone might, you know what I mean? Like, it's, let's say someone knew about that forever, but that's a man's right to choose. He can choose. He makes a choice. So why we, let's keep, let's give women that same power. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's beautiful, beautiful. I like how you brought that back. Yeah, nah, it, it, it's it's on. I like to get a lot of people's opinion and, and just on that because I'm like, when certain things happen in history, I want to make sure that we talk about it and not just like let it breeze right by us, not just let it happen right under our noses. Let's let's get our opinion out there on that. But I'm, I, I thank you for um speaking on that. But um, have you heard? Um, your man Dave Chappelle was attacked on stage. Um, he has responded uh to it. Just definitely said he spoke to the brother and found out. Um, the guy, I believe his name was Isaiah Lee. Um, claims he tackled J- Dave Chappelle at the Hollywood Bowl because he's trying to fight gentrification in Brooklyn. Um, now, obviously, this is somebody that is mentally disturbed because um, I don't see how Dave Chappelle would tie into gentrification in Brooklyn. But I guess where I want to get your standpoint as a performer, as someone who does uh, be on stage, and sometimes you might be in a vulnerable position if security's not the best. Just where do you think the state of comedy and performing in general is at? Where since the Will Smith and and Dave Chappelle of it all and, and Chris Rock and everybody I had to talk about this the other day, and I honestly feel like that issue with Will Smith has changed comedy altogether because now people can feel offended and do something about it. They feel like it's safe to do that, and that was the last piece of like realness we had in this world. It's comedy. And now they're just taking that away from us. Everything's going to be fake. That's a good thing you bring up about being offended because that's part of comedy before when we grew up, right? Going to the comedy show. Remember, how many times we watched that Jamie Foxx comedy special, man? Bro, I might need security. <laughs> you know oh, man. <laughs> Shout out to my man, George. You know what I'm saying? He made us watch that thing over and over. But it was crazy because he's making fun of Whitney Houston, who's unfortunately passed away. He's making fun of Michael Jackson, who unfortunately passed away. But that was... We didn't look at it, and we still don't to this day look at it like, yo, Jamie, you foul for that. Because it was it was within this. He's just reporting on life. And it's comedy, and it may be mean if you really want to break down to it. Someone's going to be offended. Someone probably is like, that's not funny. But it's not to the point. That person kind of has a carte blanche, you know what I'm saying, to operate the way that they're going to operate. Like, he, he he's not operating. On, he's not the dude next to you in the crowd cracking on your girl. He's a dude on. You came to see him. Do this that. is what you came <laughs> for. Exactly. Like, yeah. So, um, now nah, I definitely, I, I need to get your opinion on, I know, the, I know the Will Smith thing has been spoken about to a million times so they're holding the head, but I like to talk to performers because even as a DJ, I've been in them vulnerable positions where if somebody want to get at you, 
it's not 15 layers of security <laughs> in between you and you know what I'm saying? It's and the it's steps like, on the stage. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's pretty much so. It's just like, but I, but yeah, it, it, Will Smith put it in a dangerous position now. It's like where people just feel like they can take things in their own hand. And and Chris Rock maybe has a sense of responsibility because he didn't press charges, which I guess a lot of black people be like, yo, that's cool. You know, he didn't have another black man locked up. But maybe not pressing charges is sending a message out to people that. Yo, there's no, there's no repercussions. I, I don't I, I definitely don't think that and I hope people don't think that because what Chris Rock did is like honorable. Because Ooh, yeah. just think about it, any black man who's who's overcome their life, they are always ready to defend where they've made it to. And Chris Rock has been bullied and all that stuff. So he's really he's a man. You know what I'm saying? It's not about an ego. It's about always keeping your composure. It, even I was uh, was guilty of like, yeah, we'll smack him. He talked about your wife, but in all actuality, is I was more emotional than logical thinking because it's like that's another black man in front of a room full of, you know, the opposition. So, <laughs> and it could have went left. It, they could have been. And not only was Chris Rock would have embarrassed a black man, but then. Let's say they was like, yo, Will, you got to get up out of here. You leaving in cuffs. Now it's two black men. And it could have been the Source Awards. You don't know. Yeah. T- Tony Rock come up there like, you hitting my brother. Like, like. You're right. <laughs> it could have, it could have, it was, it was definitely a misstep. And in the moment, I think it's a lot of sensationalism and even maybe like you thought it was fake or just like, oh, all right, that was crazy that happened. But then you take some time to think about it. You're like, yo, this is corny. This is, this is not what we, what we showed up. Like for. I've moved past it. I, I think everybody should move past it. And he just, just needs to be addressed accordingly. Like he's losing his contract. Contracts. He's losing all his deals with Disney and all that stuff. That's the repercussions of not thinking logical and being more emotional. Let's learn from let's learn from that mistake. I like that. Um, have you heard? Actually, I'm actually have. Are you familiar with uh, the internet uh, personality who unfortunately passed away? Uh, Kevin Samuels. Were you familiar with that brother before he passed away? The relationship guru guy. Yeah, exactly. Okay, like I spoke to Keith about it because he passed away, and I was just letting Keith know that he passed away. Keith didn't even know who he was, but um, since that rest time, a lot of people have yeah, rest in peace. Definitely a lot of and, and condolences to his family. But a lot of people haven't been so kind online since he passed away. Um, notably, you know, Vivica Fox, you know, came on TV and said, you know, that was karma. Um, I don't want to say a lot of black women or the black community, but a lot of black women have. You know, said, all right, well, he got what he deserved and this, that, and the third. And it, and to me, it's just like, y'all really, you gonna let, I, I don't mess around with death. When somebody die, I'm just like, yo, that's another level. You got something else that you got to go battle now. Like, another side that, 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 that ain't got nothing to do with the worldly stuff we was dealing with. So, no matter really where it was, if you pass on, I'm not holding no grudges past the grave and no nonsense. And I'm definitely not holding, no, I'm not going to put no negative energy out to some internet dude who, if you understand the internet, he's... He got his popularity by being sensational. He wouldn't have gotten your attention. Like, the people that actually have heard of him wouldn't have heard of him if he wasn't sensational. Like, and and, 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 and I'm not going to front. Like, there's there's a lot of women that he he made feel bad. But I also was under the impression that they volunteered. They called up. Like, they, they like, wanted to be part of his live or his show or whatever he was doing. So it was like, it's not, he's not just walking down the street, like, making videos, like, pointing out, yo, you're fat. You're not going to get a man. And, like, like he's literally... Fronting to be some type of relationship guru, and then y'all are feeding into it, but then y'all like letting his negativity bring out a negativity in y'all that I think is just like it's not it's not sexy. Yeah, and it's it, it's a perspective that's out there. It's just he leaned into that perspective. There's a lot of men that agree with him. There's a lot of women that agreed with him. So that's why he was successful. Um, the man passed. Let him pass. Let him rest in peace. If he was wrong for something he'd done in life. He will be dealt with in his passing. There was even a, a pastor, uh, Jamal Bryant, who like, you know, worked. He was basically like kind of was talking about him, basically saying like, you're you're telling women after the age of 35 that they can't get married. Um, but basically, basically saying like, yo, you're telling women after 35 they're worthless, they can't get married. But your family's basically having a GoFundMe after you passed away. And I'm like, what is the point of that? He can't respond to that. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, this is, this is how it's stern. This is like Charlemagne the God. These are people who are saying wild stuff because they know it's getting them attention. And I think, like, people feeding into it and as if this man was just walking out. There are much worse people in the world than Kevin Samuels. 
<laughs> Put it to you like that. Also, and then oh, I've heard Kevin Samuels diss men also. And like he was just only picking on women. I, obviously, I think he knew the responses he got when he when he talked badly about black women because maybe those videos got crazy numbers because there's probably is a population of people out there who want to see black women spoken to in, in a way that doesn't make them feel great. Why Kevin Samuels would want to be the voice of that, I don't know. Why people would want to watch that, I really couldn't tell you. <laughs> but at the end of the day, it's all a show, dog. It's just it's an act, like. <laughs> like don't 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 let no no internet stuff i guess put negative real life energy on you you can't get mad at anybody the internet created an opinion for everyone so if if you're gonna get mad at someone's opinion on the internet you might need to do some self-reflection or you know maybe it hit home for you like do you read comments? Uh, I know as an artist, do you uh, when you put some up? Do you do you? I try read to comments because I, I notice a trend with a lot of people. Let's say you had ten comments or something, right? If they, nine of them was love and one of them was hate, that hateful one stands out for some reason with a lot of people. Actually, I respond to every comment. I mean, I'm on a I'm on a at a level where I have that bandwidth where I can respond to every comment. But I respond to every comment. Even the, I, I've I've gotten hate on social media, like. I commented on a meme and some dude was like, shut the fuck up, bro. You don't know what you're talking about. So I just liked it. And then I went home with my day. Yeah. Because why are you going to get pulled into some back and forth? Dude don't even know me. Like, mm-hmm. So it's like, I'm not going to take anything personal that I see unless it connects with me. You, you know, mm-hmm. if, if if they're talking about the abortion thing, I'm going to look at it and like, yo, that's fucked up. But anything else, shots at me don't mean shit, bro. It don't make yeah. make or break me. It's trolls that got to feed off of you feeding back. Like, and that's what Kevin Samuels was doing. He was a, a troll, and y'all fed into it, and then every time you kept feeding in, he kept spewing out what he knew people he wanted. He was a successful was a troll. Tro- is exactly what he was. And Dr- I think Drake, I don't know if you heard, Drake handled it pretty good the other day when somebody um cracked on a picture of his kids um that he posted, basically saying that his, his kids play basketball with the Ghost Rider, trying to be funny because Drake used the Ghost Rider years back. And um Drake was like, yo, I just hopped in your girl's uh, DMs. It followed her. She looked miserable, so I think she needed some excitement in her life. It just, you know what I'm saying? Because Drake was like, yo, I got what can I do? I'm not going to go back and forth with you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, but, but obviously it struck a nerve. Whatever it was struck a nerve for Drake to respond, and the way he did it was, was genius, but it's just like, that's what the troll, now the troll could use that to keep it going or to, to, to get five more followers than they would have got before. Legit, you know I mean? Like, he's going to blow up because Drake gave that attention. Mm-hmm. Him and his girl. <laughs> uh, and bro, have you heard your man Tom Brady just signed up? Ill TV mil, bro. Still playing football, coming back for another season, possibly more. We'll see because you apparently he don't age. <laughs> but your man Tom Brady is coming back to one of you know what I'm saying the biggest deals in like just sports history. Three hundred seventy-five million, like you just said, ten-year deal with Fox Sports. Um, looking like one of the biggest just deals of all time, <laughs> and it's crazy. Like, and actually, I just I, uh, Troy Aikman and Joe Buck just went over to ESPN, which is a big move because they just left Fox, so they shaking up a lot of things in the NFL world. I'm looking forward to the season. Yeah, and that's pretty much what uh, caused this deal to happen because Fox is not going to be outdone. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They had John Madden back in the day. I heard they gave John Madden like when they gave him eight million. That was more than any football player was getting at the time. You know what I'm saying? So they just, they're they, they not afraid to break the bank out. What's messed up is, so I, I did look into it some, uh, mm-hmm. Brady made 300, like, un- less than that during his football career, like 300 I believe, mil. I believe that. Yeah, I believe that. Because he also took a lot of pay cuts just to have talent on his team. You know what I'm saying? So he, he was definitely getting underpaid, but he wanted the rings. He wanted the because because he knew he'd get it later. Yeah, that's, true. that's what a lot of people got to realize. You'll get it later if you put that work in. Everybody wanted that. And I understand with a game like football, he could have banged his knee out. He could have banged his ankle out. He could his back could have been broken. So that's a risk risk he was taking. But he bet on himself and he like y'all just doubled up. Hey, you know <laughs> what? Talking. Respect to him. <laughs> no hate from here. Like I, I heard he's getting like a lot of like negative comments regarding that deal, and it's like. Let the man eat. Somebody offered it to him. Let him take it. Tom Brady's still the GOAT, still killing it on every single field, man. And, bro, have you heard your man Diddy is launching a new record label? Uh, what? (laughs) Yep, yep. Your man Brother Love, a.k.a. Diddy, is launching a new 
label that's going to be strictly R&B and it's going to be called Love Records. Do you say his name is Mother Love now? <laughs> brother oh, Love. Oh, Brother, brother Love. love. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> mother Love would have been tough, though. I, I'm <laughs> thinking, like, the, the lady that used to give advice back in the day, Mother Love. Cleo's. Mother Love. But really? Now, um... Nah, did he? Yeah, yeah. That's one of his aliases, Brother Love, but he just decided he's going to start Love Records, going to be strictly R&B, and he's dropping a new album. I'll be there for that. And Diddy makes good music, so I can't really mm-hmm. hate on him. So I, 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 I'm, I'll be there for that. Definitely. I, I remember when No Way Out came out. That was one of my favorite albums at the Baby. time. And even I had people on my block like, yo, that's that's not real hip-hop. That's corny. And I'm like, nah, I know music, bro. He's <laughs> The guy, just this, this, whatever you think about him, you can think about him, but you can't deny that this is good music. Right. It's music. It's not hip-hop. It's music. Exactly. Like it, it, And... It's it's funny, man. When it comes down to a lot of things, we spoke about this earlier with hip hop. It's like, do you need a tough guy soundtrack to feel tough? Like you, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Do you need that to? You can't walk down the street without bumping some, some that type of music, or you're not gonna feel. Or you you need to wear a certain like t shirt to feel cool. Like bro. it has like, to be a certain image. Like you got to have yeah. a certain look. Listen to certain music. Get into certain trouble. Like come on, dude. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah. You just fall into a trap, like a script, kind of, and you're like, "Yo, you're just doing kind of what's expected of you." And I, I was like, I, I always, since young, respected people who stand out, man. So, um, shout to Diddy for launching that um that new venture. Um, he's also hosting the Billboard's Awards, which is coming on tonight, which is that's a great look for Diddy. And he uh he made an announcement. Have you heard? And bro, um, Diddy was like, "I'm not hosting unless my man Travis Scott is performing." So Travis Scott is on the bill. His first televised performance since the Astro World tragedy. I respect um, that. I guess. How, how do you feel about that? With just everything, how that all went down, and just where Travis Scott is at now. Um, I, I respect that because Travis Scott got a lot of heat for something he didn't have control over. You know what I'm saying? I, I understand he should have took some type of responsibility for the incident, but it's like, what can he really do? You know, so I'm I'm glad he's back. Like, gonna be performing. He's a great artist, great performer, um, and his, his he needs his music needs to be shared. He needs to be celebrated because he is like in a class of his own. You know, he's not a rapper; he's an artist. So, yeah, I don't like how that all went down. People treating Travis Scott right, like he was the devil, like he was the worst person, right? But we wasn't putting no personal accountability on the people that knew people was dying in that crowd and was still pushing forward. Knew people was hurt and was still crushing bodies, you know what I'm saying, and trying to get forward. Not that one person could have been like, all right, stop, when it's, you know, that many people. But there's a lot of people out there, if you want to point fingers, that fingers could be pointed at too. And so to make Travis Scott try to have to sit with that on his chest is 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 just foul, you know what I'm saying? Um, now, I didn't lose no family members there, so I can't tell the people who have how to feel. Um, and I get that. Hopefully, you know, Travis Scott performing doesn't bring him any pain, but the man's got to move on with what he does. You know what I'm saying? And we spoke about it so much in, during this episode about artistic expression. He's got stuff that he needs to express and he needs to let that out too. Now, can he take a different approach and making sure that his events go down a different way? Absolutely. But I'm, I'm not, I feel like this cancel culture that we live to, we got to stop. It's crucify culture. Let's stop doing that. Let's, you know what I mean? The man, he did, he, he, we, we held him to the cross. Now let's, let's let him, let's let him rise up. And it, it's, it's, it's nitpicking. It's like, are we canceling or are we just picking people we don't like? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Picking mm. on people we don't like. And it's, there's so many people that actually needs to be canceled out there. That's not canceled. Like just an example. And I like him, Joe Rogan. Oh, okay. Talk on it. It's just like, I understand there's a freedom of speech and, you know, he's expressing his opinions, but this man has apologized for for saying so much shit and they keep throwing money at him. And it's like, it, it's, if you're going to hold the world accountable, hold the world accountable. And he's part of the, the world that needs to be held accountable because he's, he, his opinions, like he, 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 like people listen to this dude, like, you know what I'm saying? Like. And millions of people on a daily basis. On it, like people like, f- like, like really take his words to like heart though. Like whatever he talks about, how his opinions is, people may follow that. So the way he speaks about black people, the way he speaks about gays, the way he speaks about whatever subject, it's creating a future of people who uh, agree with these ideas. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of 
racist or prejudiced remarks or energy that's on his show. No, understood. understood. Oh, and and what I what I'll say, I'll play devil's advocate a little, and I'm I don't listen to Joe Rogan that much to sit here and defend him in any type of way, so I'm not trying to. But I'll, I'll defend like podcasting. Um, he 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 work. He, I think he does a daily show. And there's millions of people. Um, like I said, I don't listen to it, but I listen to people who do listen to him. And the vibe I get is that he's not afraid to let the other side rock. Like he, he'll let a controversial side in, but then he'll also bring the other side in from it. How true that is, I can't I can't vouch for it. Like I said, I don't hear it myself, but I do get the vibe that. So like I, I've always had an outlook. Like I'll sit down and talk to somebody in the KKK. I'll sit down and talk to white supremacists because he's not gonna hurt me. We're not going to sit down. He's not going to beat me up at the table. And maybe he might drop something that might change my outlook on the world. And may, more than likely, I'll drop something that might change his outlook on the world. Whether he's willing to accept it or not, that's on him. I know what the energy I'm going into the table. And I, I, that's the vibe that I got from Joe Rogan is he'll take people, whether his personal opinion might be A or B, he'll take people from A and B and talk to them and maybe even debate with them, maybe even go back and forth with them. But he'll still, he will he'll never deny them the platform. Why? And, but I do understand why that could be dangerous because we live in a world where people... They, we said it earlier, like they like to consume things in small, in small clips. So I can take, you could take a, a clip of all 150 something shows that I've ever done. And I'm sure you could paint a picture of me that I wouldn't be a fan of, you know what I'm saying? Cause I'm talking real with my homies on here, you know what I'm saying? And, and I feel like we're all victims. Of that. so that's why I'm against cancel culture. I'm in like, let's take it in context. Let's do, let's do some context culture. <laughs> and I just, you know I just think that people just need to dig a little bit deeper. Like, yeah. Context, co- uh, canceling, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh-huh. and, and for me, um, I still, <laughs> I listen to Joe Rogan sometimes, so it's like kind of contradicting because I, I just want to hear what he's talking about in a sense where, where the world is, because if somebody thinks like him, there's other people in the world that think like that because he got billions of listeners. So okay, yeah, yeah, one hundred fifty percent, man, and and it cancels easy, right? It's real easy because what happens is it eventually becomes pile on culture, right? It's like if if I'm mad at Ambro. And I get five other people to be mad at Ambro. Eventually, people are going to be, oh, it must be cool to pick on Ambro today. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of people hop on. That's why I'm not with the, the cancel. But it, call people out. Like 100% is call. And let's educate. Yo, this is why you can't do that, bro. Like, if you if you want to be that, then go be that. But if you really want sponsors and da-da-da-da-da, this is why you can't do that. So you decide which side of it you want to be on. You know what I mean? And That's a good point. You'd be surprised how many people would be like, nah, I'm not making no apology or I'm not dropping no da-da-da. And then there's another side of people who'd be like, I'll say whatever it is to keep these checks rolling in. So it's like, you, I think we just got to judge people on a general thing. I would never, I, like I said, I can't say and defend Joe Rogan, but I also can't make a judgment about him because I don't listen to enough of his stuff to do it. And I wouldn't do that with anybody. You know, that's you know what fair. That's fair it's, because I, I don't think I listen to enough of his shows to get, to make that a, that assessment of him. Mm-hmm. It's just what of what I've experienced. So... Uh, I, I can accept and you listen that. to more than me so yeah you even better talk well, even like we saw with the Dave Chappelle thing a lot of transgender people right will come out and say um they didn't like it right and then other transgender people will be like did you watch the whole show cause for you to have this outrage I don't get the feeling you watched the whole thing and it was calling a lot of people out that was just reading headlines and watching clips and saying and how many people probably said I'm not gonna watch that. That seems hateful. I'm not gonna watch that. That seems like it's not an energy. But it's like, yo, no, watch it. Give it and then make your judgment about it. You know what I'm saying? Um, so yeah, it's just I think where we at in culture, we gotta uh just I guess not give it the two minutes that we feel like we have between elevator rides or between, you know what I'm saying, the Uber ride conversation or whatever, and just give stuff, I guess, the full judgment before we come out and make a a a a statement on it, you know, via Kevin Samuels, via you know, what I'm saying, just get all the anybody, facts. just yeah, exactly, take it all in in general. But um, that's a, that's another episode in the books, and bro. But before we get up out of here, bro, I want you to just anything you want to talk about, just about um projects you got coming up, projects you already got out, and let people know where they can find it, brother. Um, yeah, and thank you for having me, Plicker. Click a Playboy. Um, they can find me on all platforms under Ambro. That's A M space B R O. Um, I have the new EP coming out on May twentieth. That's in a week. Um, What's the name? Give them the name one more time. What the EP? Straight Bro Ting. Yeah, man. Bro Ting. Okay. And uh, I hope everyone checks it out. I should have some visuals droppings with that as well. So follow me on tell YouTube. About, tell them about the visual. Tell them about the visual company. We didn't even talk about that. My man Ambro be, be filming videos too for like artists that want to. You know what I'm saying? 
I remember you told me you're not trying to like you're not trying to go like crazy crazy with it, but plug that. That's a that's a nice little business. Honestly, you got, um, yeah, I do the video work. So real quick, um, I have videos coming out for my music. Um, so just follow me and subscribe on YouTube. It's same thing, Ambro. Um, but I also do video work for other artists who's upcoming, who's trying to get attention as well. I do. I like to call it budget videos because I knew how hard it was for me to do videos. So it's Ambro Vids. Um, you can follow me on Instagram or I have Facebook. Uh, it's A-M-B-R-O space vids. Um, and on TikTok. I'm on TikTok. I'm on everything. But um, the, the, in the studio, the IDDC, that's, that's, is that you or that, that's somebody, your people? So that's my dude, um, Killer Kang on the keys. Kang, uh, I do video work out of his studio. So his clients book me a lot and I shoot a lot of their videos. Um, he's really put me on in Arizona. No bull. Shout out to Killer. Nice, nice. nice. I uh and I was listening to your stuff on Apple Music today, man. Check them out on Apple Music, A M B R O M, bro. All you know, what I mean, all them tracks up there. It's, it's quality work, man. It's, it's it's great. It look everything looks beautiful. It's it's nah. I'm I'm proud of you, brother. You come a long way. I just want to let you know, man. Like I, I seen the progression. We grown up together. You know what I mean. And if you were to bet, you know, who would I be having this podcast with? Talk about their music career. <laughs> Fifteen years later, I don't think I would have bet you, man. So I'm glad to be here with you, brother. <laughs> real talk, real talk. It's it a man. pleasant surprise. It's good to um, see you, bro. Can you check me out. No, no, definitely, definitely. We're gonna chop it up one more question, but um, let me tell my people or your people actually where they can find me at at Plickapeasy P L I C C A on Instagram. Um, follow me at Plickapeasy. Also follow at Perfect Talk Radio on Instagram. Um, you can follow at, uh, at DJ Playboy on Twitter. You can also. Go to the website, www.perfecttalkpodcast.com. Every episode of the Perfect Talk Podcast, um, my radio show, The Night Shift, and the radio show I do with my brother, DJ Show, all in one place. Uh, Money Talks Radio right there. Um, but I do have an announcement coming real soon for the website. I know I've been teasing that for weeks, and I'm not lying to y'all. It's coming, so make sure you stay tuned for that. Um, also, every episode of Perfect Talk Podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Spotify, wherever your uh, favorite podcasts are found. So go check us out. I'm even trying to get us some more, some more spots because I see some new people popping up in the podcast field. So I'm trying to have us everywhere worldwide. But check us out wherever you can. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Leave a like, rating, review, all that because we love that over here, man. Um, So usually around this time, and bro, I, t- I asked my brother Keith, you know, what he's watching on television. Um, But you can tell me either something you watch on television, a book you're reading, music you're listening to, just anything artistically that you're a fan of and you would like, you know, you, the people out there to know that you're a fan of it. Okay. Um, So, right. <laughs> can I give you two things? So, I'm watching The Circle hey, 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 right hey, now hey, on Netflix. What's it called? What's it the called? Circle. Okay. It's a it's a social media experiment. They get a bunch of people inside of a house, and you can only talk to a screen, and mm-hmm. you gotta be the most popular in social media. Like you gotta make friends and make connections through this screen and through chat. So there's a bunch of people in a house, and they all like what you one person per room, and you literally making all your connections through whatever attention you could get through your. Through a chat through thread. Your, through a chat thread. You just right. make conversations. You can have private conversations with people there. No video? Is it video? No video. You don't see what the other person looks like until the end. Or if you get booted off. <laughs> and are they dating? Or no, they, it's they're just competing. It's a lot of social media influencers that they book on there. So like uh, someone who's famous on Instagram or TikTok, they'll have different people in different rooms. And then they'll have like a, a group chat where they'll all talk and get to know each other. They can have profiles so you can see their pictures and what they're about. And then you decide who you want to connect with and make alliances with. And you like you vote throughout the season who's the most popular. And you got to make it to the end. You get like $100,000 grand prize. Oh, that's dope. That's dope. Okay. You said you was watching something else too? You said two? I'm listening to that, that Kendrick album. Oh, okay. Yo, I've been busy so all week and I haven't... Ch- as soon as we get out of here, I'm about to go check it out. But what you think? Um, it's what music needs right now. Mm. Like, for everything we was talking about, like, we need to change the sound of music. We need to push a different message. And he's trying to do that with keeping certain same elements. So I'm still listening to it. Um, But right now, I can say my favorite song is Worldwide Stepper. Check that song out, bro. That's just fire. I'm definitely gonna check it out. Shout out to Kendrick. I like the video he put out with the with the deep fakes of uh, Will Smith, Jesse Smollett, OJ Simpson. Where he's like morphing into them. You see that? Oh, I didn't see that one. Part five. 
Yeah, check that out on YouTube. It's crazy. It's called The Heart Part 5. I don't even know if it's on the album, because usually I think a lot of the heart joints he drops is just like a single he drops before the album comes out. But um, no, it's, it's the deep fakes is incredible. Like, what they could do with your face and put it on, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it, you could probably do app on your phone nowadays could do it. But it's like what they could have, just take someone's face and just have them doing is nuts. But certain parts of the song, he's rapping as OJ. He's rapping as Nipsey. He's rapping. But, but the, the lyrics match up with the face that he morphs into. Uh, for the most so the part, mouth yeah. is still yeah. saying the lyrics, and but it's just some of the mouth still saying the Kendrick's lyrics, yeah, and, and and actually it's, the hair still looks like Kendrick, but then the face is just more from the Kanye or more from the OJ. It's pretty dope how they how they did it. Yeah, I'm gonna <laughs> check that out. Nah, nah, yo, it was a pleasure rocking with you, brother. Um, like you said, check him out on all platforms at Ambro. Please check out his music. I think it's dope, man. And I I would be saying that even if it wasn't my man, but this is a friend right here. This is a family of the Perfect Talk Podcast, family of DJ Playboy, family of Plicker Enterprises. So just stay tuned and and, and watch his work, man. And um, yeah, rock out with us, man. I appreciate having you on, brother. Blessings. I see big things in the future and just keep rocking on, bro. Bless up. Bless up. Thanks, bro. Y'all, pleasure doing this with you, man. We up out of here, y'all. Say goodbye to the people and bro. All right, peace and blessings, everyone. Stay safe out there. Sure.